when you run out of stuff. Are we, are we shit? Man. Yeah, so Dan was, Dan was telling me about an interaction with somebody. And, uh, anyway, the gist of the, the, the moral of the story, or the end of the story, is that somebody called Dan a drama queen. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's going to be about the first time in your life you've ever been called a drama queen. I'm <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's what I hear, the drama queen Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't get that guy to relax. Yeah, get so. right. <laughs> like, are you new? Do you not know who I am? Drama oh, queen. Man. Queen, right? That's insane. Uh, well, thanks, Skylar, for joining us for episode five of Mirror Finish, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless. Uh, what is going on this week at GLS? I know I've been the busiest two weeks since I started. It's been nuts. Uh, Saginaw Casino is blowing up well, as far as purchasing anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm working on. There you go. Yeah. The samples left and right, and now they want technical data and MSDS on everything. So, yeah. No, we are uh, we are busy. Thanks, Trav. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, man. You're welcome. It's all paying off now. The long hours yeah. on the road. All mm-hmm. the uh, the liquor expenses. You can just <laughs> thank me for all those. The added drinking, fights with the wife. Double. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So liquor on the road and at home. Yeah. Just to just to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with it. So what part? What part are you working on then, Skylar? Casino. Oh, right now I'm working on all the three four acrylic paneling and um, plastic resin panels and all that fun stuff. Okay. High, uh, highly detailed finish work. Nice. Now you're, you're an engineer, that's the, well, what's, what's Mike's title for you? Because everyone's got a title and then everyone's got Mike's title. Which is the one on the website. <laughs> um, I think is... it's just design engineer across oh. the board there. Really? Yeah. So we didn't do uh Jedi Master Design yeah, Engineer. Right. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Cool. No, not not quite there yet. We're getting there. You gotta be gotta be easily the youngest guy here though, right? I mean in the office anyway. He is the future of the engineering department. That's yes. what I meant by that. <laughs> okay. Sure. He wasn't calling you green. No, 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 actually. I think I speak for everybody where I think we were really impressed when you came on and how quickly you kind of took to everything and um, and I had conversations with uh, a guy that used to work here, another purchaser, that we were talking about how, how sharp you are, how quickly you pick up on things and so, no, I didn't, yeah, I did not mean to imply inexperience at all. I just, we're, we're all really impressed, I think. Lots of schooling and good people to learn from. Yeah. So what kind of schooling then? Oh, just an associate degree in mechanical design and drafting from Grand Rapids Community College. Okay. So you, are you from Grand Rapids then? You grew up there? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a nice area, but yeah. uh, there's not enough nature up there or down there. That's true. Yeah, I haven't spent a whole lot of time down there, but just breweries and concerts, that's all I've, that's all I can, I've used Grand Rapids for so far. It doesn't. Spectacularly in those two areas. Yeah, though. what it does, it does well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's founders down there, and yep, that's mm-hmm. the one I went to. So is that, is that what brought you up here then? The the nature? Are you an outdoors guy? Or yeah, yeah. Um, we, uh, me and my girlfriend, were going to move to Lansing so she could go to MSU, and I was possibly going to go to MSU to work on a bachelor's in engineering, and couldn't find work in Lansing really and just on a whim I was sitting there I was like you know I'm gonna try Traverse City and this is the first application I put out 
I got three other job interviews up here, and then I ended up coming here just because nice. it seemed like the best place to come, obviously. Yeah. Well, obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so what, like, what kinds of uh, things have you found you really enjoy doing up here as far as outdoors? I mean, I know we all kind of, we all live up here, but I mean, everybody's got their own thing that they like to, they like to do and pursue. Well, the Vasa bike trails out my back door, basically. There you go. Um, there's two tracks out my back door and lakes to kayak on and Grand Rapids, you'd have to drive 40 minutes just to see a decent amount of trees and sure. up here, it's your backyard. Yeah. So were you always interested in the technical side of things? I mean, you say you're going for an engineering degree and that's what you do here. Is that something you've always been into? Uh, yeah, I think so. Don't remember that much from my childhood, but yeah, I was always taking stuff apart. Yeah, blurry, blurry childhood, blurry <laughs> memories. Yeah, but uh, my dad was a construction worker, and that probably influenced me a lot. And then my uh, high school offered a lot of CAD classes and technical courses, and mm -hmm. that steered me in this direction definitely. Nice. Now, what else makes Skylar tick, though? What else are you? What else are you into? I mean, obviously. Work is number one in your, yes, your yes, priority. Yes, clearly. That is <laughs> always all of us. All of us. All yeah, of us on the GLS know. podcast, yeah, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> oh, I like working on old cars and bikes and boats and playing music. Yeah, you you play bass? Yep, bass so. player. I started out playing guitar when I was about eight years old. And me and my buddy went to start a band and... He played guitar, I played guitar, nobody wanted to play bass, and I decided I would pick up the bass, and now I've fell in love with it, and I just play bass all the time now. Nice. I don't even play guitar anymore. So have you listened to the bass. previous? It's not a guitar. See? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was just going to comment on that, because if you listen to the previous episodes, you heard right. Mike's uh, comments on the, the thick did, yeah. line between <laughs> guitar and bass. That's okay. So. The bass is the driving force of the band, so... Yeah. Sure, sure it is. Sure, it's the backbone, just like the drummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, the backbone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, we have yeah, room full of guitars. Uh, Everyone in here plays. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how long have you been playing then? Like I said, I started playing guitar when I was eight, so that nice. would be 15 years now. I've been playing bass for 12 years. So are you currently in a band? No, unfortunately. Uh, when I was in Grand Rapids, my drummer moved down to Florida, and that was... That was about the end of our band. We were together mm. for about five years, mostly just a high school jam band. Yeah, cool. Did you guys like? Yeah, you play any, play any gigs and stuff? Did you record? Oh, yeah, anything? we played at the we played at the intersection a couple times, and then some small little cafes in Grand Rapids and okay. Catwood where we grew up. Nice. What kind of music? Not many gigs. We were a bluesy jam band, metal band, whatever was in our heads at that time. It's all right. But we did have uh, maybe four or five recordings, nothing to complete an album, and they were done with one little microphone in my basement, so the sound quality is also pretty bad. <laughs> are they out there anywhere? Like, can we hear them oh, on man. SoundCloud or anything? They are stored in a deep folder on my computer. never see the password protected. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, there's nothing nothing to uh, bring your expectation, your perception of your own playing. Yeah. Um, Back to the reality of it as listening to a recording of yourself. But yeah. yeah. I did that for a garage band, you know. I'm like, I mean, 
my problem clearly was the quality of the microphone. I mean, you, know, <laughs> yeah, you can't capture no yeah. the uh, intricacies yeah. and the nuances of my musical interpretations <laughs> oh, with yeah. an iPad mic. So that was mo- most of my problem, I assume. Yeah. It was the equipment. But uh, yeah. it was yeah. the equipment, absolutely. Yeah. Just like it's always yes. the golf clubs. It's... Yes. Yeah, mine are terrible. Oh, <laughs> mine too. Holy cow, maybe I'm not quite ready to look for an agent. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody's telling me that, you know, the excuse, the equipment excuse. Somebody was talking about uh, fat bikes the other day, and he called them excuse bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very fast, but I was on a fat F- bike. Put or a single speed bike. excuse bikes. Yeah. Somebody told me that. I think I think it's one of the best things I've heard him say. Yeah, I guess I'm in the minority here that I don't really ride. You know, everybody in here is starting to get... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's rare to have everybody in the room be cool at the same time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate yeah. that. That's, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Like, oh, it's funny. I bought that truck with all those stickers on it, and Dan's like, oh, you must ride a lot. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> I just haven't pulled all the stickers off yet. Now, I also saw you driving that, um, what was that? Was it a, a Tahoe? No. No. It's a 1983 Jeep Wagoneer. No, there's another one, though, that you were driving. Oh, uh, the wood, my dad's The Woody? Yeah. Oh, 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 Woody? Uh, what is that again? The blue Woody or the white one? I think it was the blue one. The That's blue one. the one that was yeah. sticks in your mind. Yeah. The Ford? The Swagon. Oh, the, the Swagon! <laughs> that is the best. Oh, oh that's an the expedition. Swagon. Yeah, an expedition, right? Yep, yeah, it's a Ford uh, expedition. Yeah. It's called a Ranch Wagon. My dad wanted to call it the mystery machine, and we were all like, no, I'm sorry, it's the swagon. It's the swag wagon. <laughs> swag wagon. And that was, you said that's factory? From the factory yeah, like that? they built a hundred of them, and they sold them in California. And um, it was funny, it was sitting on a lot on division down in Grand Rapids for about two years, and my girlfriend always commented, she's like, I drove the bus home every day, and I'd, I'd see that car, and I'd say, who's ever going to buy that car? <laughs> and the first my day she comes dad. over to my house, and the car's just sitting there, she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. I don't know, it's a blue teal, or a teal woody with big, like, 25-inch gangster rims and really thin tires and... It was. Uh, it catches your eye. Yeah. I drove into the parking lot. Yeah. And they were driving. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. I'm trying. I couldn't. I couldn't really. You know. You kind of start running through your mind of the personalities we work with, and <laughs> I could not. I was like, just nope, nope. Wow, that would be surprised. They'd all be surprising. They would all be surprising. Well, Dwayne, we found. Yes. Yeah, that, uh, that would fit him perfectly. Maybe, but yeah. So, so you said ski boats, though. You're storing a <coughs> ski boat. Yeah. Oh, it's got it. It's a 1982 Malibu Euro ski boat. It's blue and white with blue leather, and it's got a small block Chevy in it, so it's really easy to work on. Oh yeah, where uh, where do you find that? Oh, my dad bought it a long time ago, and he just leaves it up here for me, and yeah. he doesn't drive it anymore. So I take care of it and drive it around, keep it running. So is it? Uh, so so it runs. The engine. Uh, yeah, it's pretty reliable. It's only left me stranded on Torch Lake twice. <laughs> One time it was uh, about 9 o'clock at night. We got out onto the water, and we were playing the radio for a little too long, and it started getting dark out. We decided to head back, and uh, boat's not starting. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Torch Lake's a pretty big lake, and it gets pretty wavy. And I've never been out on it. Really? Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. I don't know. 
It is a. Oh, it's yeah. the deepest inland lake mm-hmm. in Michigan. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, spring fed or something. I've heard and. That's I don't know about the deep. It's deep and it's cold. Pretty cold and very deep clear. Cold. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing a while ago that uh, like Travel Magazine, or, I mean, it was like globally ranked. Torch Lake was as far as like. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the color it of the is. water is amazing. Yeah. And the clarity of it. I mean, it's just so clear. Yeah. Well, they haven't they really cracked down on parties at the sandbar though, right? Because mm-hmm. shit was really getting out of control after Fourth of July and. Yeah, they had some. I I can't remember where the promoters were from, but they were really starting to promote it. And from the Detroit like, area, I think. Yeah, they really got out of hand. Well, we knew it was it Steve. Yeah, that would go out there a lot, and he'd say, I mean, there was like people, there were turds floating in the water, and people just puking, and it's like, yeah, on the bandies, yeah, yeah. I don't care who you are at that point. It's like, yeah. come on. Yeah, it's funny because when I was um, when I was a kid, we rented a cottage on the north end of Torch Lake, and we would always go down to the sandbar. And that was twelve years ago, and there really wasn't that many people there. No, it was pretty small. And oh, just twelve years ago. Yeah, huh. and that was we. It's funny because that's actually how I started liking coming up to this area. Was when I was a kid, we'd always come up to Torch Lake, and mm-hmm. I'd come up again when I wanted to go camping. When I got older, me and my girlfriend decided we had to just come up here. Mm-hmm. Now, what does she do? She uh, right now she's working at Edson Farms, the natural oh, food yeah, deli, yeah. and then um, she just actually a couple weeks ago finished her degree in fruit and vegetable crop management from Northern Michigan oh, cool. University or Northwestern Michigan. And she's working at a farm in Keywoodin right now, an organic farm. It's about 10 acres. Hmm. Nice, yeah, because uh, Mike Moore, who we had on the second episode, has uh, he went he got something from state, like he's a master gardener or something like that. He's a master gardener. So, yeah, that's master gardener. Yeah, that's cool. That's a, you should see his cucumbers he grows. Oh, I've seen. Oh, those, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're beautiful. <laughs> you know. Great color, good color, nice and firm, firm. Yeah, Yeah. good area for you know cucumbers. Yeah. All right. Skyler, I'm more than happy to let you two dangle. (laughs) (laughs) More than happy to let you guys work your own way out of that. So. (laughs) So tell us about this wagoneer. (laughs) Yeah, I really like jeeps, and I had a. A Cherokee and one day I was driving down the highway in Grand Rapids and started going down to 40 because traffic was getting backed up and the person behind me didn't slow down at all Uh-oh. <laughs> anyways long story short they totaled my Cherokee and I was looking for a new one and I saw a Wagoneer for sale and being uh, 18 years old I was like I'm gonna get some cool old car and try to fix it up myself and it's been about half its time on the road and half the time <laughs> in the driveway <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah, those wagoneers are cool. I mean, I I remember when you know somebody's driving a wagoneer. That was like the like whoa, yeah. driving yeah. a wagoneer. Huh. That must a, be doing pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I mean, I've seen it. It's in nice shape. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, a good job on it. It's yeah, those are cool vehicles. Dead in the driveway right now. <laughs> okay. <but laughs> I think but, we were at the time driving a uh, Chevy Caprice. Very large, very oh, yeah, large vehicle, a, very comfortable ride, but yeah. they're... Cop car, yeah, old cop car. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. For a while, because they had the real swoopy, like, smooth ones, but before that, they had the real squared off ones that was, like, 
your standard no, 80s movie. No, it wasn't cop a Caprice. I got the I got the wrong I got the wrong model. You got the wrong boring. Yeah, no, something. it was. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a Caprice. It was something else. They had like the half fender covers in the back, you know? You know, the kind where the, the back wheel was half covered oh, by yeah. the yeah, body it's... colored uh, things. It's pretty cool to be driving around with. What year parents. was this? It's early 80s. I don't know. Huh. Harold? <laughs> I just that. that. Got to mute that from the uh, podcast. No, it's easy. Easy to cut out. Audacity is a hell of a program. Ah, uh, good. Yeah, you can cut out the part being getting the card name wrong because that's really terrible stories. So. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. I had this thing. I can't really describe it. Anyway, it was funny. Almost <laughs> like that uh, the Chris Farley bit. Remember he had uh, celebrities on the talk show and just would yeah. mention random moments of their movies and that was a, that was yeah. a story. Yes, you know I do remember about? that. Yeah, absolutely. But, and they managed to get like big names on that. Like Tom Cruise or something like that. Yeah, always people on it. Yeah, yeah. would always bomb and he'd get mad at himself. God, I miss that guy. Yeah, that's hilarious. Now you've taken a bunch. You're doing a bunch of energies, taking some classes on uh, some energy stuff, yeah. aren't you? Um, renewable energy, things um, like that. Yep, I'm going back to school right now at Northwestern Michigan for renewable energy technology, specifically in the electrical field. One to increase my knowledge of anything mechanical, electrical, and two, one day I hope to be making my own power at my own house. You know, you know, then we need to talk because I'm seriously looking at solar for my house now that Benzie County is offering installation for zero dollars. Really? So, really mm-hmm. looking at that, yeah. Yeah, did you, did you check out, I was really surprised at the amount of power for the cost for those solar panels we got for that up that bike trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean that's they're that's generating enough juice to power those batteries to run that air conditioner. Yeah, the refrigerator efficiencies are always going up. I know, I know people in Connecticut that they're making surplus in freaking Connecticut. You know, that's where yeah. that's when I really started thinking about. They do uh, solar and wind in Germany. Um, yeah. Everyone's house is, has got a solar panel. Not everyone's house, but it is part of their construction codes for new new construction. Mm. They need to do um, solar energy and. It's the same latitude as Michigan. In fact, Germany is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So we could definitely do it here. We have a little bit more cloud cover, but if you supplement it with uh, wind energy and... Yeah, I think Europe and Hawaii both, though, they're... Uh, because, you know, Hawaii, it's so expensive, the power. Yeah. That's right. been the incentive for everybody to install solar. Right. And Germany, they've had uh, both the incentives and the regulations uh, for long enough, so they've gotten so much installed solar capacity. Um They've actually started to reach the point where uh, they have problems because the the power generation, your backup, your central, your utility, your coal mm-hmm. fire, nuclear, whatever you want to call it, they can't. You know, they have to pay for the infrastructure to deliver power for when your solar panels aren't working, but they're not selling enough electricity to cover their generation or transmission costs. Ah, uh, wow. Okay. So now, you know, so there's a real, real tipping. They're starting to have to deal with that. In fact, they really kind of started, you know, Hawaii took a questionable measure of, like, well, then we just, obviously their answer is don't install any more solar. Mm. Nobody can put any more solar. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, that's one <laughs> way to go. Yeah. But it's, you know, quite frankly, it's a decision until you have, and that's where, you know, Musk's is battery storage. That's yeah. the big problem, especially yeah. with solar. I mean, when you generate power, it has to go somewhere. Yeah. Mm. It has to go somewhere. Yeah. It's those dang millennials killing the dirty power industry. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, it's all fine to have the dirty power industry go away, but you can't have the dirty power go, industry go away and still expect your lights to come on all the time. Yeah, not replace it with if you don't have yeah. storage, you know, a planned out storage yeah. capacity. Yeah. You know, you can't have. It's really expensive to run transmission lines from wherever yeah. out to uh, like where you guys live, for yeah. example. Yeah, because yeah, I actually um, I called Chairland and asked about running. Um, I don't. I don't even remember why some crazy dumb project that I've long since abandoned but running like 460 volt to the house and they said well the lines for that are like two miles away from your house so it'd be like 65 grand <laughs> to run the lines I'm like okay thank you very much have a nice day <laughs> yeah you know so I mean you got and then the, you know that rolls into so if you do let's say we solve that problem and kill that I mean there is a massive amount of infrastructure and really public money I mean public and private pension money and tons of other investments in utilities you know that's a there's pretty major social upheaval involved in that whole concept even though it's absolutely what you know i mean why wouldn't you there's get rid of that eliminate those but there's some you know issues you don't think of when you think of well let's just all get solar yeah yeah you know that have really pretty big societal ramifications that um will be dealt with but yeah i heard california is Doing the same thing with new buildings they're acquiring. Mm-hmm. In 20, 2020, any new residences, they have to have solar installed. Oh, it starts in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's great for them, but I guess there are problems with it. Yeah, I mean, well, I, like any any huge, complicated system, there's going to be things you got to iron out. But, it, I mean, I think a lot of people forget you can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. You know, just because there's an issue doesn't mean you abandon the whole system. You just work it out and make it better and better. Yeah, but I mean, you you know, a really well-meaning and probably good that we should have, you know, require solar Mm -hmm. in 2020. Super. Well, if you think ahead, all right, what does that mean? How many, I mean, you can figure out how many kilowatts of solar power you're going to likely to install. Sure. Um, And if that's just to handle new growth so you don't have to do any more power generation, that's one calculation. That's great. Now you you can expand your, you know, capacity without new power generation. That's fine. But if it goes past that point where all of a sudden now you don't need the power generation you have, that's when um, there's this who, do we want to still keep the lines to everybody's house? If we do, who pays who and how do you pay for it? Yeah. I mean, you're not going to feel great about paying a you know a monthly ready to serve charge, you know, like they do with the sewer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, when we were remodeling a house, I mean, there wasn't there was no water. Everything was ripped out of it. No water, no sewer, no anything. Mm-hmm. But I was still paying a ready to serve charge. Oh, okay. Every month, because wow. they're like, well, if you want to pour stuff down there, you can, and that's not free. Wow. Yeah, so, a lot of hidden stuff. I've heard those the Tesla batteries are now, I mean, commercially available, pretty much everywhere now. Yeah, that's where, I mean, I've considered, that's where it makes sense, because for us, on the commercial power end, we pay a very low electric rate, but what we do pay is a demand charge, and that means they, so Cherryland needs to be able to deliver power at the highest point we need it, so they need to be prepared. When we say, we get here in the morning, and it's 7 a.m. on the dot, we turn on all our electric things, and that's a huge demand charge, so... We pay a very low base rate, but that demand charge is huge. It's like half of our electric bill is that demand charge. Well, that's so that's where a company like us, both the batteries, 
Mm-hmm. And then the generation makes sense because what that does, if we can knock the top off that demand charge, yeah. where that's where we get our extra power from when we fire up the 50-horsepower electric motor and brake press and yeah. you know, the 40-horsepower vacuum pump on the CNC, those things have huge startup loads. Sure. Um, you know, if we can supply that power internally, that's where that makes a lot of sense. Now my return, because that's six and a half, I don't know what we pay, but it's pretty low per kilowatt hour. Oh, yeah. That's if you did that, if you just took that electric rate on the math, you're like, well, that makes absolutely no, I mean, it makes no sense. But if you say, oh, no, but you take off this demand charge, that's going to save us $3,000 a month. You know, now all of a sudden, yeah, a sixty, $70,000 investment in batteries gets paid back in a couple of years. So. Well, if you ever have a project that you need to do for your degree... Yeah. There you go. There well, you go. We're gonna we're gonna fit up a local small business and see what the savings is. And yeah, it's on a residential scale what I'm learning, but yeah. Yeah, so you can scale up. It's all it's all the same, just a little bigger. Yeah. No, not it's, not, uh, not not really actually. <laughs> no, I'm not really. Help them out. Uh, yeah, barring a nuclear fission takes off and we get free power forever, then uh, fusion, we're gonna yeah. still need. Um, local microgrids in certain areas to prevent power loss from transmission. Okay. There's definitely a future in it, and that's why I'm going to school for it. There you go. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know that, microgrids or things like that. Are, I wish you two, You two hook this. your house up together, and, you know, now you're good. We can be power buddies? We can be power buddies. All right. Buddies. Sweet. Man, it's back the old days of the party line. Did anybody here ever have a party line? No. no. Their house? no. I, I did. Did you? Did you really? Yeah. I mean, we were... We're the same age, so we were born. Travis and I were born in the seventies, technically. So nobody, but nobody else from my generation even had party lines, except for unless they grew up in rural yeah. Upper Peninsula, like we did. So I also went to a one-room schoolhouse. Really, really? Great. I thought you were from downstate. I was born in Grand Rapids, but oh. I spent four years up in up in Rudyard, so I went to one room uh, Christian Christian school, grades oh. grades one through six, one room, one building, one room. Wow. A little house on the prairie. I mean, yeah. Mandy's ninety-year-old grandpa. We just reminisce about our days in the one-room schoolhouse and you know party lines and Pony Express stuff like that. Yeah, so. Model T's. Model T's. T's you know, crank uh-huh. it in the morning. Uh-huh. So you got them forearms right. cranking that Model T. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, we never, we didn't have a party line. We had a rotary phone. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was shocked when my parents got rid of it. To be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Was it like two weeks ago? No, it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was about the time they got their cell phones. No. <laughs> No, it was, uh, yeah, I remember when we got, like, the, the cordless handset, you know, oh, yeah. instead of the rotary phone with the, the long-ass cord that stretched across the kitchen. And, yeah. You know. You'd go yeah. talk to your girlfriend in the other room. Yeah. Until Ma got pissed and put the three-foot cord on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You had girlfriends? That's cool. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't go to a one-room schoolhouse. <laughs> the farm animals were friends? Oh, yeah, Is that right? Uh, no, My child was it was like, a farming community, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. Define girlfriend. Did she have to know about it? <laughs> as long as you thought you, as long as you thought you had a girlfriend, I'll, I'll sign up for that. No, all right. Uh, yeah. Friend that was a girl, or like beyond out of the friend zone. Like that's a. Let me have something. We're looking back into the prism of time. I would, I would make that glow as much as you could. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, polish it up. Uh, yeah. So you also uh, we were talking about the, um, the ski boat and the wagoneer. You got a an old bike too. So you I mean you're all over the map when it comes to vehicles. It's anything mechanical, right? Yeah, anything, everything. Nice. Pull the engines apart, fix them. Well, you go that deep then, even into the engines and everything. Yeah, um, I think the wagoneer we rebuilt the engine, pulled it off, and 
the bike. It sat behind my dad's garage for 10 years, and I asked him if he was ever going to touch it again. He said no, so I pulled it out, cleaned the carburetor, got the mice out of the air filter, and <laughs> I'm not kidding. The first time I started it up, six mice ran out <laughs> ran out of the tailpipe. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, can you imagine oh. being that mouse? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Your house starts up. moving around a little bit. <laughs> What's going on? I can't imagine how many generations lived in that thing. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah. It's their family oh, home. Yeah. Literally, they're mice. It was literally, yeah. you know, 50 it's generations of mice. Probably. Checked. Oh, yeah, 10 thing. years. Easy. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Oh, knowing, knowing myself as a father, I just picture, you know, how fixed up running. I think I'm going to sell that thing on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, there... hopefully, that it, hopefully, your father's a better person than I am. <laughs> no. No, he figured he'd bring it up here and we'd drive it around, which we do. And like I said, the trails are right behind my house. There you go. So that, that's a two-stroke, I'm assuming? Um, no, it's a four-stroke. It's a four-stroke. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that what enduro means? No. Okay. No, it means it's kind of a mix between a road bike and a dirt bike. Ah, okay. So like that? a dual sport. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah, that's the way to go around here. Like I said, the enduros are the dual sports. Yeah, yeah. it's mixed. Yeah. I don't see any reason to have a crotch rocket. Uh, I see them. I see plenty of them. Yeah, but there's not enough open road, really, to do that's what a crotch true. rocket does best. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, it was the closest highway is 75. God, that's what, 90 miles away? Yeah, it's 31. Oh, that's true. Cadillac. Yeah, it's so. pretty open. Yeah. Yeah, in Grand Rapids, they ride them up and down the regular streets at 90 miles an hour in the 35 zones. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> so you're working on... Right now you're working on the Saginaw Casino, you said. Are you involved in any, I know we've been pushing the um, the medals for millwork, the decorative medals. Have you been involved in any of that stuff, designing? And um, No, not personally. I've seen all the cool lighthouses that Joe's been doing, and that's about all I know about so, it, yeah. actually. Is your focus then just on typically like the larger projects? Um, food service projects, okay. uh, the larger millwork projects. Actually, really everything under the sun. Yeah, I was yeah, say, just you've toss me around. Pretty good mix of, of everything. we need me. Yeah. Well, because you do some project management too, as well as design, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just on certain jobs that are really design heavy don't require much project management. Battery washers. Okay. Oh yeah, that is your thing. Yep. That's right. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? It's a pretty interesting project. I guess yeah. <laughs> there. They wash batteries. Uh, apparently, they have enough batteries where they need to wash hundreds of them a day. We're talking car batteries. Like yeah, car, car batteries. Okay. Yes, but they're generally new car batteries, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the new, new car batteries. That's still just, I mean, I can't. collect the dust on the It boggles my mind. Sears but, and Walmart. Uh, this is not an isolated event because this guy's selling a lot of them across is the it? country. Yeah, well, yeah. You building them? That's just He's the problems. He's 14 of them so far. It's amazing. And it's, it's really, is it more for cosmetics? Or is it a, is it to prevent some I think it's maintenance, problem? yeah. Okay. They sit on the shelves for years and years, and I, I still unboggled. He says right. one guy runs it uh, 50 hours a week. He Holy washes crap. hundreds of batteries a day. I'm like, how many batteries do you have? And, and why? I don't, I mean, anyway, well, I hope that people continue to want I don't know about you guys, but I love them. batteries. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. We, you know? Yeah. We have a good margin on them, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're cool. You see, I always, when I see one out there ready to ship, I don't know why, I just always go over it. Open it up, look in there. I just think they're cool as hell. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. 
Yep, yeah, he came up with a he came up with a great design. Skyler did some really nice things to help fine tune it and uh, you know get it production ready. So you know yeah, they they have their vision in, in their mind, and uh, it's our job to help them get as close to their vision as possible within uh, feasibility, manufacturer wise, and um, sure. their manufacturability and uh, functionality. You know, and we always come to a happy medium with our customers, and they're always satisfied. I know Noel's really satisfied with the washers. So before you came here, did you do a lot with customers, or were you mainly? Um, yeah, I worked at a uh, post haste design, and it was. Uh, contract drafting firm so we do a lot of um, just making models for people who uh, needed a little bit of extra help um, okay. and then we also would do uh, engineering studies for people um, and that that actually involved a lot more in-depth processes okay. um, but the only one I did there was pretty boring we were studying the effects of um, LEDs and batteries and different kinds of different brands of batteries and the voltages and running them in parallel and series and seeing how we could get the least amount of um, power usage out of these LEDs and they were trying to make uh, freestanding advertisements where they wouldn't have to plug them in like in retail uh, environments. I gotcha. And display boards and stuff like that. What we came up with was Running them on batteries is really not efficient at all. Okay. <laughs> it's cheaper to run a cord. <laughs> well, Which we, well, we figured you know, from though. the beginning, I mean, but someone paid us to yeah. do the study. And, and and now you know. I think a lot of people, like in, uh, especially in like science journals, they tend to move away from the negative result studies because they're like, well, that's not flashy and stuff. But it still gives you good information. Now you know which is the best, even if what you were testing yeah, it didn't work out. It wasn't what they wanted to hear, but it was the uh, you know it was the truth, and they eventually went and just kept doing what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, but now you know that's the you know, that's yeah the important part. But there was everything under the sun at that last place. Okay, a lot more diversity. Unlike, unlike a lot more diversity. That must have been really diverse. Yeah. It, it was. <laughs> it's actually more diverse than here. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different stuff we do here, but that was something new every single day. One day I was an electrician, the next day I was a designer, and All right. the day after that I was working in the field. And well, you never got bored. It, it, uh, yeah, it gave me a lot of good experience, and we actually did some cabinets, like wood cabinets, for uh, Harbor Industries up mm. in Petoskey. Okay. And it was really similar to the stuff we were doing here, and that was... Um, you know, I was looking at this place. We were talking about doing wood and stainless cabinets. I was like, oh, oh there you go. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. The models get a little um, in-depth, which is what I like. So that was another um, little bit of experience I was able to bring with me. Sure. Even if it was minimal. What yeah, that's true. You could gravitate towards the uh, little more complicated designs, all the refrigeration. And then yeah. Those serving counters, I can have hundreds of parts in an assembly. Sure. Yeah, and... Modeling is really what I like focusing on. It you just get into a zone and. Okay, that was my next question. Is if you had your preference, that's like that's your thing, that's your jam, is the, mm-hmm. the modeling. Yeah, it just allows you to. It's it's almost like playing a video game. Oh sure. I'm playing video yeah. games that work, except for the, you know, there's dollars at stake instead of uh, online fake <laughs> points. And, <laughs> so when you see when you get. Uh, I know sometimes for me when I get my phone rings and I see who it is, my heart just sinks. You get that 
someone on one of your projects calls up, like because you're saying you pref- much prefer the modeling than like dealing with the customer. Paul, the person. our heart sings. Yes, when that's our customers what I said. call. Yes. Is that what I said? <laughs> sinks? sinks. Oh, sinks. sinks. I thought you said sinks. Yes, yeah, sinks. In particular, all our customers. Our hearts sing when all our customers call. Of course they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Generally, when somebody's calling you, it's either uh, they're um, having trouble reading something on a print or something has gone wrong. So, yeah. Usually, it's not great, but it is nice when they call and they say, "Hey, everything went great." And those are the good phone calls, and those yeah. those happen more often than not. Usually, well, good. good. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, have you found that? Uh, have you noticed, like, over time, your like communication skills improving? As I stumble over the word communication, because <laughs> we'd like you to help Paul. If so, <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I need some advice. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, my last job, I didn't deal much with the customers. Um, Nate, the boss, did all that, and I just did all the CAD work, and um, it's good to get some experience working with customers. If it's not my personal preference, sure. it's a good skill to have, and it definitely, working here has improved my communication with skills with customers. And Yeah. Now, what about you, Travis? Because, I mean, we worked together for seven years in a shop, and I know me personally, doing the purchasing and being a customer liaison, I've noticed like my phone skills, email skills, like composing an email and stuff like that have really improved and I don't know now you oh yeah that. for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. And did you go through any formal training to uh, improve on that think, no? no I don't think so no okay I took a few classes here there but nothing for like communication okay. or no it's just what have you found has been like the biggest hurdle like have you ever gone into like a, a customer's office and come out thinking like crap why did I say it that way or no, not really. Yeah. I've never never tripped over my words too bad or anything like that. Uh, I'm usually pretty quick on my feet as far as what I need to say or covering my tracks, I guess. Uh, <laughs> there, has there been a time where... That's why he's a very good salesman. Well, <laughs> what we're just talking, we're freaking slammed. I mean, it looks like a crazy summer and we're hiring like... We're hiring like crazy, anybody out there. Welders, um, finishers, engineers. Yeah. Fabricators. Yeah. Fabricators. Fabricators, yeah. Yeah, you name it. We have worked some cool projects, so. Yeah. There's more on the way, too. I'll talk to you about that later. All right. So there's got to be some, like, just head-shaking stories. Like, have you ever left a customer and just been like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, you go there and, I mean, if, I can't remember the customer, but when I went there and we were a tad late on a project. And I didn't know we were a tad late on a project. Okay. So I go there and I'm talking to him and I started getting the third degree about why we were late. I'm just like, Ooh. oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Let's think on my feet. Just got blindsided? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, In the end, it was fine, though. Yeah? Smooth things over. There you go. So we were, we were, yeah. through the project I know manager, under the bus, <laughs> so hard. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were really late. On that one, nobody's talking about it. It was not good. That happens. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what happened, but I can tell you who's responsible. <laughs> Here's his number. Yeah, that was, uh, that was unfortunate. That doesn't happen nearly as often as it used to. We've made a lot of progress over the no, years. No, we've so. done really well with it, actually. And honestly, most any time I go talk to customers, it's, it's never that bad. Yeah. Some, some people don't have communication skills, and that's when it's hard. When you go and try to have a conversation with somebody who doesn't know how to have a conversation, gotcha. or is just completely disinterested in whatever it is you have to yeah. say, 
Yeah, that'll happen in the sales world. That'll make a ten minute visit just feel like just just days of agony. Feel, okay. Oh yeah, are, you just leave there. You feel drained and just looking for the nearest bar. <laughs> you know, you want to go put your head in an oven. Yeah. Unlike the wow, good ones, okay. and then you feel excited and you're pumped up and you oh, come yeah. out and you're looking for the nearest bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The good ones you look for the nearest bar. The bad ones you look for the nearest bar. I mean. Yeah, those are always the best customers, the ones who know what they're looking for and they're excited about getting yeah, their product. Yeah, they're excited about getting the product and, and working on it. Yeah. They're excited about the processes we go through to get them exactly what they want. And Well, that's why I try to, every now and then, we'll get a salesman come here unannounced. I always try to engage and not brush them off. And even if I'm busy, it's like, give them five, ten minutes of time. Because, like, you know on that side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you, I mean, you usually let them know ahead of time, though. It's yeah, not, yeah. Know, Most of the time I'm not just dropping in. Okay. Unless it's, we have a few customers where I can pretty much drop in whenever. Okay. And, but there's several people there I can talk to or just ah, just stop in to say hi. And if you bring, like, donuts or bagels or anything <laughs> oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Or a, that's, sugar that's or carbs. Your, oh, man, it's your. Or if you're, I mean, I, I had a few where I would just. Either I had an appointment and they didn't show up, or if I just wanted to stop by. And I never really feel bad if nobody talks to me. No, because you're like, well, I just kind of showed up unannounced. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, got, I have this like clinical need for people to like me, so I'm sure I need therapy or something for that. But yeah, so when I... every salesman here is going to be asking for Paul Campana. Oh, God. <laughs> they are. They are. They'll give you at least five minutes of time. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I always. I always try to make some time for them, even if, like you said, I totally don't give a crap about what they have to say. We got this new product, check it out. And inside, I'm like, we will never use that, ever. <laughs> when you leave, I'm throwing this pamphlet away. <laughs> but I was, oh, really? Tell me more, you know? Ask some questions. Well, thanks, Skylar. I appreciate you coming on. We're going to have to have you back. I know you're more than just classic cars and a bass guitar. Boy, yeah, I'd like to get some. I'd like to get know. some video footage of either you or your dad on the on the enduro. Ah, we'll he's put a little that. bit crazier on it than I am. That's really? why I said your dad because that's kind of <laughs> what I was <laughs> figuring. <laughs> yeah. Put that up on the, the show notes. We're yeah. working on getting a, a news page on the website, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, upcoming stuff with GLS, and we'll have a podcast on there available for download. An email address to contact us. Um, but yeah, look us up, www.greatlakestainless.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and download the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Another one in the books, guys. All right. This is like number 12, 13? All right. <laughs> another, another one. Another four. 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 Five. 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 Yeah. Five. Yeah. Five. Hey, you guys missed like the 13. second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kind of, uh, uh, I got, I'm on the fence about uh, getting feedback. <laughs> <laughs> put the email address on there because then that opens us up to uh, right. the internet reviews and yeah you know, overall I found the internet's pretty kind gentle place so it should be fine really oh, yeah and nurturing very nurturing Isn't it? nurturing yeah. Yeah. yeah well I can't wait yeah I guess as long as, you, as long as you're not a New York lawyer yelling at uh, people in a grocery store yeah and, uh, oh, you should be fine you know you won't get kicked out of your place or yeah. crucified on Yelp right <laughs> Who hasn't been crucified on Yelp once or twice? Not us. Not us. There you go. That's the answer. All right. Keeping the shiny side up till next time? Is that what Keep the shiny side up. Yep. No? All right. Yeah. Let's go with that. Sure, Paul. Good idea. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Skylar. Yeah, man. I appreciate it.